What up, what up, what up? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Tastemakers Podcast. It's your man, Quote. And um, yeah, this, this is kind of what we do. Uh, we knew at it, so welcome to the party, no doubt, no doubt. I want to begin the show by kind of introducing everybody and starting with letting you guys know what a Tastemaker is, right? So first and foremost, let's uh, do some housekeeping. You might be asking yourselves, what is a Tastemaker, right? And so basically, a tastemaker is a person who tells you what's hot. Corey, am I breaking up? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you shaking your head like my internet is messing up. No, I'm shaking my head because cats know the tastemaker isn't ready. They don't care about the definitions, quote. They ain't coming to go to school. No. I think I had to define to one of y'all what a tastemaker was. Okay. Yeah, anyway, there. ladies and gentlemen, this is the show. I'm quote, below me is Trish, below her is Seagoss, and below him is your girl Bree. And uh, basically a tastemaker is a person who uh, lets you know what's, uh, what's in, what's hot, what's fashionable, what's popping out here in these streets. And what's, popping, what's not popping out here in these streets is your man Seagoss with that hat on down there. You know what I mean? With, with, with no, just with the bald head shining in the light right there, that's not what's popping in these streets. Uh, no, with, that being said, with that being said, <laughs> I wanted to introduce the crew, all right? So uh, starting with my girl, Trisha Bell, on my left, right, whatever the internet is telling us is. Trisha, talk to the people. Tell them a little about yourself. What up, y'all? I'm Trisha, a.k.a. T-Bells. Uh, I'm a creative coach out here, an advocate for creatives in general. Um, I've been a part of the CHH community for a long time, over a decade, um, almost nearly 20 years. Um, and yeah, I'm just here. I'm here for the culture. I'm here to, you know, give my opinion on whatever, because I have something to say. I'm here to like really challenge the culture with, with some stuff, because I think we should be challenged on a lot of things. So, so yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's what it is. Of course, that's your girl, Trish, right there. I, and then uh, diagonal right here is your man, C. Goss, a.k.a. he likes to be called Light Skin Corey, and you'll find out, because he'd he be acting real light skin. Uh, but, but C. Goss, tell him a little bit about yourself. Yes, I absolutely 100% have my light skin moments, but, you know, it's part of life. Get over it. Um, C. Goss, hip-hop artist, okay. I know y'all know what a tastemaker is. I'm not going to disrespect y'all, act like y'all know what a tastemaker is. So we're not going to go through that. Been in the game probably since, you know, since since ninth, 10th grade out here in these streets. So I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I know a lot of people in these streets. I connect dots. That's why I tell people I'm the professional dot connector. Um, out here in Richmond, Virginia, getting it. You understand me? Always in these streets trying to make something shake, trying to make something happen. Um, and that's what we do out here. You feel me? All right. What he also failed to mention, let y'all know that he is, uh, um, I, I guess, I, I'll give you the founder. I saw you posted that earlier. Founder, uh, I always say co-owner because it's uh, something that we both do. Uh, but he definitely uh, rocks and runs uh, Domination uh, VA, the festival out here in Richmond, Virginia as well. Uh, down below me right here is your girl, Bree. Y'all don't know she's actually making everything pop right now. Bree, tell him a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm Bree. I am a longtime fan of CHH, and I love talking about CHH and anything Christian culture. 
So I'm really excited to do this and, and uh, have these conversations. Let's go. Indeed, indeed. Cool, cool beans. And uh, again, I'm quote, uh, been doing a quote Christ radio for many, many years, the quote Christ podcast, been doing radio, FM, AM podcasting uh, for years. That's kind of my bag. That's kind of what I do. And so uh, now I've kind of tried to play the background with uh, a series of artist management stuff that didn't pop off to uh, XRP record pool is kind of the gig right now. We've done some touring with N2 Tours. And again, I run Domination with your man Seagoth below. Uh, so that's what it is. We are the tastemakers. Again, we tell you what's popping, what's happening, what's going on in these streets. Not only Christian hip hop streets, but also just the culture at large, okay? So that's what it is. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We know you're tuning in because you too are a tastemaker. Uh, with that being said, we've got some topics lined up for today. And we want to go ahead and get into those topics and have some fun with those topics. Yeah, okay, so so here's here's the, the inside joke. My internet has been acting real whack. And I blame that on Verizon Fios. So every every once in a while, you'll see Seagoss point his hand towards the screen or do something crazy and make me think that my internet is totally flying off the wall and uh, probably messed up my whole flow. With that being said, Bree, let's get into that first topic. School of Roses 2, your man Christian Gray just re uh, released School of Roses 2 um, last week. Um, you know, some mixed reviews. I'm seeing a lot of love on the social medias and whatnot of School of Roses 2. Uh, I know School of Roses 1 was an absolute classic, but, but let's get into some discussions real quick. I guess we'll start with Trish. Trish, what you think about uh, SOR Part 2? Trish, what's up? You with us, Trish? Not Trish, my bad. Bree. I'm here. Oh. No, no. I, I said Trish, and Trish just froze up. Mm -hmm. See, it's, it's the internet. The internet is, is the devil up in this game. Trish did follow up. So let's go ahead and actually go to Seagoss. Uh, Seagoss, what did you think about School of Roses Part 2? Listen to me. Listen, I am an avid Christian Grey fan. Shout out to Chris. I was on the boys live not too long ago when the album dropped. You understand? That's my man, 100 grand. He's from Ohio. Go Buckeyes. You feel me? So when 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 there's anything happening that Chris does, I absolutely 100% want to be a part. And I want to listen to what my man got. So, you know, we heard School of Roses 1, which is a great album. Like, very, very good album. It could like, be it was considered something, a classic. 100%. In the, in the CHH space, it was 100% something that can go in the same category as Swoops, Wake Up, as Lecrae's Rebel, as, you know, one of those monumental albums that's like, oh, this is kind of moving the culture a little bit, right? Um, you know, and, and it's funny because we have albums like that, that, that uh, uh, we have to go through stuff in order for our music to be good. As an artist, I can understand that 100%. Um, so School of Roses 2 drops, I got high hopes, quote. I got anticipation like crazy out here in these streets. Because I just, I just know School of Roses is going to be something special. School of Roses 2 is going to be something special. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. The album is not bad. It is not a bad album at all. I would not say that this album is trash. I would not say it sucks or anything like that. I wanted a little more of what we got from School of Roses 1. 
um, with the the more catchy melodies, the more catchy beats. Um, I think that the the content was still kind of the same. You can tell that he's still trying to figure out some things. Um, you know, you got songs like Shallow that I can relate to. You understand me? Um, it was funny because we were on the live and he was, you know, he was, you know, make, making me and Chris make light skin jokes all, all the time. So we're on the live talking about the record and he's like, yo, I'm about to play Shallow and you got to sit here and just listen to it because you being bad Shallow right now, which is very true. I was being super shallow that day. Um, so Shallow is good. I can understand the the struggle between trying to, you know, be the person that you feel like God's calling you to be, but also understanding that struggle of, yo, but I want what I want too. And what I want always doesn't line up with what God necessarily wants, right? So you can tell like, he's either like in a place where he's, and this is the theme I felt like on, on the album, the whole entire album was that he's in a place where he understands and he trusts himself when it comes to, hey, this is what I believe when it comes to God and Jesus and that kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm struggling with the whole idea of um, I, these rules that they put on me as well too. Um, so we, you know, we live in this culture right now where everything is, uh, well, the Christian hip hop culture, everybody you know, is getting away from the genre. Everybody's trying to distance themselves. Um, and they do it in different ways. And Chris took an interesting path on the second half of this album, towards the second half, when you start hearing more vulgar language and you start hearing content that necessarily doesn't edify the kingdom. Now, listen, like I said, I'm light-skinned Corey, but I love me some Jesus, okay? I love explicitly glorifying Jesus in creative and artistic ways. So there's a difference between being artistic and just doing stuff just because you're trying to separate yourself. And this is where I kind of got the issues with. Like, listen, you don't have to curse. None of those songs that you cursed didn't call for cussing. Like, what was the pool that, what was the motivation behind you feeling like, I gotta say the F word to call this girl beautiful? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's talking about his, I don't know, actually, I don't know what girl he's talking about. But in one of the records that he got, um, this joint called Foe featuring Crown, he was like, yo, you're so MF and beautiful. Like, that's how, that's how, that's how he's saying. Like, that's what you gotta say to call a girl beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So he's pushing a little too use much. Use your words. Way. Use your words. Where's that vocabulary at, Christian? You're supposed <laughs> yeah, to be exactly. a lyricist. You're supposed <laughs> exactly. to be a writer. That's all you got for me? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, cursing is, I feel like, for for low-frequency people, like, I feel like you don't need to do it. And when we, we can use other words for that as well. So I was a little disappointed as we got to the, the thick of the album. But then you got songs I didn't like, like Dance on Jupiter. I could have did without. You feel me? I could have did without, you know, the joint foe. Um, but I really like the way he closed it with that gospel overtone of I need you. I need you was good because he's like, hey, I just did all this stuff, songs one through 13, but I'm closing it out. I need you. You feel me? Like, I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I'm not mad at him for that, right? Because I think he right. even knew that the record was kind of like, all right. Let me give them something for my listeners. Because his core fan base are Christians, if we keep it honest. Yes. Yeah. His core fan base are people yes. that are in church. So the way he closed it out was honorable. I'm not saying that, you know, it was something that I, he, I'm not going to judge his heart. But it was a great way to close out an album with I Need You. And then Mahogany Jones' uh, Closer Joint was kind of dope, too. So it started off, I would say, first two or three records I, I was good with. Kind of took it down. And then it goes 
it kind of plateaus right there, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, mm -hmm. he ends it with I need you, which I like. Hey, Trish, I just yeah. want to ask you, how, how, how did it feel when your internet went out? Horrible. <laughs> I was like, Horrible, right? 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 I just I need that to happen to Corey one good time so he can feel this pain. <laughs> I'd be going Not gonna happen. Right? Not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I got Trish. light skin powers. Light skin Trish, powers. Trish, really roses uh, too, Trish. What you think about the project? Honestly, I don't I don't want to be repetitive, but definitely everything Corey said I agree with wholeheartedly. Um, I feel like my favorite part of the album was the intro. Like musically. Um, just melodically, like it was just everything for me. Like that, that intro was just, ooh. Um, and, and it's, it's really hard for me to not compare this album to the first School of Roses because you're, this is School of Roses 2. So right. naturally mm -hmm. there's going to be a comparison, you know, between the current and the last album. And, um, and, and, and in comparison, like it does not compare to me, you know, like the first album like full of content, full of amazing lyrics, full, of, I mean, the writing, in terms of the writing was just like right. powerful. It was like, you know, you could tell he was in pain. He was kind of in conflict. You could feel that, you could hear it and feel it. But like, there was a lot more passion in it. He was singing, he was singing down in that first album. And I feel like this one, he wasn't really, it felt like it was kind of some laziness there. And I, and I hate to say that, but that's how it felt. Like, it felt like, Oh, I'm gonna just be honest, like you know, do this real quick type of thing. I, I, I sing real good, so y'all gonna like it because I sing real good. Yeah, and it's like it's like this nigga can rap, <laughs> like he can rap, he can sing, he can write, like he's total he, package. He is a musician's musician, like he's just so very good at what he does um, as an artist as a whole. And I just was so disappointed. I, I was. I was I was trying not to have these like expectations, but I was like, I, you know, that first album was a, every. It's a classic. It's a classic. Like I can I can hear it, listen to that John right now, and just be gone. You know what I'm saying? It takes me away. Um, this album did not do any of that for me, and definitely those. Like I feel like it was kind of a vibe at the beginning because I had I had to listen to the album a couple times. Um, like the beginning definitely was more of an R&B, like more vibe, which I love. I love R&B. So, but like, it just wasn't like, like when you listen to the, to the music it, it, along with the melodies, it just was, the melodies just wasn't like memorable enough for me. You know what I'm saying? No, um, yeah. 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 I felt you know, that too. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't like, ah, that's not hitting, you know? Cause I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm looking for hits. I'm looking for like. Yo, I could I could play this over in a playback ability. It doesn't have playback ability. Not really. Not really. I don't really want to hear the album again. But and look at this though. Yeah. How like we have to also give leeway because like yo, like Jay-Z's blueprint one was way better than blueprint two. Sure. Was yeah. way better mm -hmm. than blueprint two and a half and right. blueprint three. Yeah. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's yeah. like people try to uh, uh well artists, they try to replicate the first one because it was such good albums yeah. but they end up playing themselves now i'm not right. saying chris played himself completely right, right, but right. because school of roses was such a complete body of work yeah to call something else school of roses too like yo yeah. you yeah. Know. yeah we might we might have needed to go with a different title for this one yeah for sure for sure, for sure. For sure. i want to get brie in here brie uh 
What's what you think about School of Roses too, your man Christian Gray? You know, I definitely agree with uh, everything that Corey and Trish uh, said. It just wasn't as uh, I don't I don't know if I want to say theatrical. Uh, it, all of his previous projects kind of has that theatrical element. It's like a ride you take from one song to the next. Yeah. Um, the first half of the album, it was like a chill R&B vibe. And then that kind of got interrupted, you know, when, once you get to Friends and Foe and then uh, Dance on Jupiter. And then it kind of picks back up again and then the album ends. But I mean, it just wasn't as a... Uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't as exciting um, as the original Great School word. of Roses. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, it was okay. You know, I had a had one song that was a favorite, but nothing that really just stood out. And it's like something I wanted to just keep playing over and over. What was that song that stood out? Uh, everything. Okay. Mm. Okay. Everything. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and start it with my two favorite songs. Um, All I Do and everything were the two tracks that really kind of stood out to me um, that I kind of enjoyed. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Trish and Trish used this word and we don't want to use this word haphazardly, but she used the word lazy. Mm. And I hate to say it, but that's kind of how I felt about this project. We all know Christian could sing his tell off. We all know, and I'm gonna tell you, he could do it live, he could do it in studio whatever we all know he could rap you know he's a lyricist whatever the case may be and i just feel like i really did not get um all of that on this project here it it wasn't it didn't have replay value i listened to it about three times just because i had to you know force myself to digest it mm -hmm. and then i, I mean yeah. i stepped away from it and then i listened to it again actually right before we got on the show here just to see if any opinions it really changed and um ah, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you don't want to knock a cat because it's Christian Gray. Like, absolutely. You know, he, he carried us in the R&B realm for a while. Um, and of course, I can see how he's trying to branch apart. Every artist is trying to, you know, don't put me in no box. You know, you know how your artists do. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, um, you can only be dis uh, you can only be disappointed when there's an expectation. Mm. And because there was such a high mm. expectation uh you know uh there was disappointment there um looking forward to what's next from christian gray uh because this wasn't necessarily it um also just kind of you know watch christian's journey in general <laughs> and see what what chris gonna do because i mean i don't know you know what i mean i don't know what chris is gonna do um i found it kind of interesting in one song that he actually um censored himself and then another song he didn't and i'm like well if you censored yourself in one song why not censor yourself in the other song well what's the point you know what i mean it's just kind of uh what i was left uh walking away with like what's what's the point of this um another off-kilter vibe is I, and of course i'm trying to make every excuse i can for christian right and so i'm thinking like maybe this just ain't where i'm at in my life right now like this felt like a new love project Whereas I felt like School of Rose felt like more of a marriage maturation project, you know, the hardships of, of more, a, a, a long lasting or, or a, a, a relationship that has been around for a while. This felt a little new lovish. And since I ain't in a new love, I mean, I'm in a, you know, I've been married for a minute. 
maybe I, I was I'm trying to give any excuse for the reasons why I did not connect with this project. But now nah, uh, y'all saying I lazy. I don't think it's lazy. I think it's lack of identity and lack of who am I trying to be. So you, you can hear that in the songwriting as well, too, because there's nothing lazy about it. Like he had time to write it. It was supposed to been drop. He was supposed to. No, like, no, no. He, he had time. I agree. So, he was full, so it wasn't. So it wasn't. a Oh, I got to get this out. Let me hurry and put some stuff together. No, 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 no. no. no I'm I, not saying, I didn't say rushed. We said yeah. lazy. <laughs> no, yo, I've written lazy raps. No, 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 no. As an artist, I have had stuff to put out by a deadline. And it's like, yo, I pushed the deadline back once or twice. I know that I can do better, but I'm going to just do something, just put it out. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying, like, to me, that, that would be lazy. Like, you're writing lazy because you got, because you got something to put out. And I'm saying, I don't, it didn't sound like it was lazy. He, like, he, to me, it sounded like the identity of where he was at versus where he's trying to go was in question because he knows he's very aware that his, his audience is very CHH, very Christian based. And then it's like, but hey, I'm rolling the blunt on on IG Live. So I'm trying to give y'all a pick and a little sneak peek into where I'm going without telling y'all where I'm going. And then it's like also there were records. I'm like, who are you talking about? Like, yo, like, are you talking about your ex-wife still? Are you talking about your current wife? Are you even still married? Are you even still like in this relationship? Right. And it's like, for me, I felt like School of Roses one, he always gave us exactly how he felt exactly yeah. where he was at mm -hmm. and we knew yeah. right because like when the drop for me the music was good and the content was real but in this album it just felt like like on on, on leave on red he was like she sent her the morning text she said she's moving to Texas. who's moving to texas is this your ex situation are you giving us insight into what happened after the breakdown right yeah. mm -hmm. so it just left me asking more questions than getting answers from what was going on and that's, and that's a good point. Sorry, not to cut you off. I just want to explain what I meant by lazy. I think you're right. I I hear the like kind of like questioning identity type of situation, but when you say he usually tells us like how he's feeling, like it compare and I'm comparing again because I have to. I I don't know how, how else to do it, but sure. compared to his first album. He's giving us everything. He's going for blood. So he's in terms of the writing, the writing is fleshed out in such a way where it's like, yo, I, I can, I feel everything he's feeling. I didn't get that. And that's what I mean by lazy. Like there's just right. a okay. lot of just missing elements there. Okay. And I, feel I like you mean. He was kind of shortening yeah. his feelings um, for whatever reason. I really don't know. Cause I, I thought, I thought he, he felt more of a like, I don't care attitude. So, yeah. and maybe, maybe in my mind, for people who, who kind of have the attitude, they just lay it out still. They still like bearing, you know, bearing their soul and just like put it all out there. But he, that's not, that's not what I got. Yeah. You know, so regardless yeah. of where you are, I feel like you should always be your authentic self and give us all of, you know, at least like bear it, bear it out. Like, come on, put it, put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Do what you, do what you're good for. This, this, is, this is what, this is what you are known for in your music. It's just like telling it like it is and, and bearing your soul and just saying, saying whatever. And he, he just didn't give me that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Kristen yeah. is known for giving us too much information. And, um, <laughs> and we didn't feel like we, 
we got that. No, normally it's like a little bit of TMI. It's like, oh, True. really? That's what's going on? And I feel like we didn't get that personal connection. It was censored. It was filtered uh, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe I just oh, don't understand. Not fully censored. It wasn't censored, yeah, in, in, a, in, a, in a language standpoint. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, I get it. I get it. Hey, you know what I mean? Um, speaking of Chris, uh, uh, Christian Grey and, uh, of course, you know, the second and a half of the album hit and we started hearing them words, um, it brought up kind of the next topic, which is what's up with cussing Christians? Like, um. This is something that we see happen. I mean, this has always happened, right? Like, this is not new. Cussing Christians is not new. You know what I mean? By any means. Yeah. But maybe from a social media standpoint or artist standpoint or something of the sort, I feel like we're seeing it more, um, especially amongst maybe even the younger generation. I'm, you know, I'm the oldest one on, on, uh, on the pod. Maybe, uh, maybe amongst the young, the, the, old, uh, the younger cats, they don't really seem to care as much. And ain't nobody trying to say cussing is sending you to hell or questioning your salvation. It's just interesting. What's up with these cussing Christians, Bree? What you think? Well, oh, my bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's one of those things to where it's like, and and even I know my sister and I use the phrase. It's like, oh well, I just saw somebody, you know, get upset, and you know. They got in an argument and had to Kirk Franklin somebody. Like, it's like, you know, it's one thing for, you know, like a person to have a moment, but it's like, where do those those words come from? Because it's like, how does that stuff get in your heart to the point that it comes out of your mouth? And it's like, you know, you think that it's like we can consume certain types of media and it doesn't have an effect on us, but it's like, you don't really know until you get in a situation and you get upset and the words come out, or you just casually, you know, use them in conversations, and it's like, okay, why, why is that there? I mean, that's that's not something we should be doing, um, but it's just it's alarming to just see so much of it, though. It, it's definitely yeah. been a lot more than in the past. Yeah. So yeah, I grew okay. up in in black black church, right? I grew up in church where everything was a sin. Everything was wrong. Every you can't listen to secular music, right? You can't go to the mall after nine o'clock. You can't watch rated R movies. Like everything is simple. You heard me. So you, if you're talking to girls after church, you going to hell. You heard? <laughs> listen, I'd be in youth group and they say y'all here trying to talk to girls. Yeah, duh. That's what we do. Like I never understood why that was wrong, right? So and of course, cursing was in that in that realm and in that space of things. So as I get older, as I mature, as I have different experiences with different cultures of churches, some of the stuff that they told me was wrong on here growing up is very regular on this side. And yeah. Yeah. they have a different brand of Christianity that they subscribe to. Mm -hmm. So I'm in this dynamic now where, hey, my morals, I was raised to be on clear, this. You're talking black church versus white church, right? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah, not necessarily. Um, the first part, black church for sure, where everything's simple. Okay. But the but but the second part, when you have different, like when you have different, like I think all cultures very much cuss and call themselves Christians. But black people were the only people that you can't cuss or you're not a Christian. Um. So, uh, um, with that, I'm in this daily, 
daily conundrum where I'm like, yo, is this okay? Like, is this wrong? Like, I don't know if it's wrong because I was just taught wrong growing up and it's been cool and it's never been a problem. Or nah, y'all tripping. Y'all shouldn't be doing that. Y'all slipping, tighten up. So now I've gotten to the place as I'm in ministry, I don't know a pastor that doesn't cuss. All the pastors I know curse, right? Mm. And now of course they're not gonna do it on Sunday morning. They're not gonna do it in front of people, the parishioners, if you will. Not gonna do but, it on social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like behind closed doors, like I said, they they doing what they doing, really. Um, so cursing now has been something that's so regular and I'm so accustomed to that it's like, yo, it doesn't phase me anymore. But I don't know if that's wrong or if I've just matured. (laughs) You feel me? So when it comes to Christians that are cursing, especially, uh, well, hold on a second. So now we're switching to CHH and now CHH is free of all rules. There's no rules anymore. You can do whatever you want and you can justify it, right? So um, with that, again, these CHH artists and a lot of y'all involved in the culture and behind the scenes, we know they cuss. <laughs> there were domination artists who were cursing up a storm in that green room, cursing up a storm and you know, just being out and about. But when you're in front of the fans, when you're in front of the people that matter, when you're in front of your people that are, you have to be this certain way, then you don't do it. Um, so like I said, I'm on the fence about it as far, well, actually I'm not on the fence about it. I don't think that it's wrong no set per se. Hey, Jesus was cussing. Peter was cussing. Paul was cussing. He called them snakes and vipers. That's cussing to them. He called somebody a snake and a viper back then. So there's not. So we can't say that there's not a precedent for it. And we can't say that it's sinful because the man who never sinned did it. So (laughs) it's not. We can't say that it's sinful, but it may just be a little untasteful sometimes. You may have to understand your audience sometimes. And you may have to understand that hey, this may affect how people look at me. And I think that's okay with NCHH. I think we're in this space where people want to be viewed as who they really are and not who they really put on to be. Like I said, I told quote this, this, this uh, it was yesterday I told quote, I said, yo, this is why I love Swoop. Cause Swoop had the most Jesus centered cussing post <laughs> that he just posted the other day, right? And he was cussing in his post, but he gave glory and honor to God about how he got through it's part of his life that he was, you know, getting through last month. So I can appreciate that, that people are not having to hide who they really are anymore. But at the same time, I, I can't condone cussing as far as saying that I'm going to do it because I know that there's a certain maturity level that comes along with that. I'm mature enough to know, all right, you're not gonna go to hell for cussing, right? But if you're cussing and you're like just cussing just to be cussing, because you think it's cool or you think that, you know, people are going to respect you more. I think that's a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a cusser. I never, like, I, that's not what I do. I don't cuss in public or private. So it's a, it's just a thing that I'm like, this is who I am and this is who I'm not. And so I'm rolling with. So I'm glad to see these CHH artists that are feeling more free and feeling like they can do this. And I wish they, more people would come out as far as being their own selves. But at the same time, you got to know what crowd you're catering to. What you say, Trish? Yeah, um, I, I agree with Corey um, on a, a lot of what he said. I'm two for two. Trish agreeing with the kid uh, for the most part. Yeah, like I think I think what we definitely have to consider is like younger believers who may who may just you know came to the Lord and they was cussing all crazy and they're like, wait, hold up, like 
<laughs> what's the difference? Like, what? <laughs> you know, some people could be confused, you know? Um, and, and yeah, cursing is itself, curse words itself, the words are not sinful. It is, it, it's, it becomes sinful when you're using it in a particular context. So if I'm using it mm. in a way that is, my heart is like, like, like uh, Bree was saying, I did a Kirk Franklin on you. Like if I'm angry and I'm, and I'm literally cursing you with my words, then yeah, that's all the way simple. If I'm telling you go to H and do all, you know, that type of stuff, mm -hmm. like that's absolutely sinful. Um, but if I'm just like using the words willy nilly, just out of like, you know, just, just talking, it's not necessarily sinful. However, it, I think, I just, I just think we need to err on the side of caution. I, it is becoming way too normalized to, for me, um, and for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I hear it a lot too, and, and it doesn't bother me as much as it did initially, but it is becoming, it, but what bothers me is that it's so normal to people where they, it's like, you don't even have any, you're not even setting any boundaries for others. So mm. like, so now I'm just, I'm just because I have the freedom. First of all, we have the freedom to do anything, right? We have the we have the right. liberty to do whatever. But it right. like there should in your liberties, are you thinking about others, right? Are you thinking about how it may affect the people around you? Now, and if you're not, and if you don't care, well, that's a whole other conversation. Because a lot of people say they don't care about what other people think, and I, it's not about what they think. It's about how is it affecting the people around you. I think it had. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Finish. Go finish. Ahead. I think that though, in some situations, so I was at dinner last night with a few of my friends, and it was like, "Yo, like, what would you want to change about youth group?" I was like, "I want everybody to come in there cussing. Like, I want, I want them to be themselves. I want the kids to don't feel like you got to act different in front of class when you eat rather than Monday." But I, I was telling, I mean, hear me what I'm saying. I want, I want everybody to come in cussing. I'm not. They people no, I'm not literally. Right. Well, I'm talking about. Yeah, I got my crowd knows, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't gotta explain that. <laughs> so I, I just, I mean, I, I guess. Hold my on, point, hold on, hold on, my oh. let me finish my point. So what I'm saying is, the closer that people feel like they can be themselves, the more impact that you have potentially to have on their lives. So I also felt like, yo, pastors can't sin, or the whole church thing is fake. God's not real. Boom, boom, boom. Where does this come from? Where does this mindset come from? And it comes from because we have to please a certain audience. We have to act for certain people. And the same people that we're acting for, they come in our churches acting. They come in our churches acting like everything's cool. So everybody is not being real. And nobody is coming in saying, yo, this is what it is. This is what it's not. Listen, if a pastor gets on stage and it's like, hey, man, I messed up this week. Let me tell you all about my sins. I would still respect that. I would so enjoy that. I would so feel like, oh, I bet this is what's up. But like, it has to be from a genuine, real place because we have to stop uh, uh, portraying and uh, perpetuating that pastors don't sin, that Christians don't sin. Um, because when we inevitably do sin, then you know we're 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 judged and we're ridiculed and things like that. So if we start to change the narrative around what that looks like, then I think more people can have potential to get impacted. And I'm using the, I'm not, again, I'm not saying cursing is a sin, 
but I think it's the more real thing because cussing is a real thing among people. People curse. Sinning is a real thing among pe among people. People sin. So why do we censor ourselves everywhere but church? Church should be the place that you can be the most real at. So that's what I was saying when it comes to like, yo, I want, I don't want you to come in youth group, say a cuss word and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Nah, if that's what you do, that's what you do. <laughs> like, I want that realness of how it's gonna, you know, play out. Yeah, and I guess, I, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm the old head, you know what I mean? I just, I don't equate cussing to being real. I just mm, don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it so, is, that's how they talk. I mean, no, if that's how you I talk feel, Monday through Saturday. I personally feel when people are using choice language. Say a quote. 60 to 70% of the time, I feel like they cloud chasing. I feel like they 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 trying to stir something up. They trying to um, you know what I mean. They trying to be harder than they are. They're trying to, you know what I mean. Like seventy percent of the time, that's I feel a high like percentage. Oh, that, that's a high percentage. Unnecessary. I think people um, curse, man. People do it. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 maybe and maybe that's the case. You know what I mean. And I'm again, we've all established it's not a sin, right? We've all established that theoretically. Now, cussing right. at somebody theoretically is right. We we right. do recognize that as possibly being uh, to actually curse someone per se. Um, I just don't personally understand the need as a person who hasn't really cussed since I was nine, ten years old. You know what I mean? And and, and that's again, you though. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so, how'd you grow up? But, but I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we'd be here all night, you know, trying to dis discuss whether or not cussing is a sin. Like, I think that's a moot point, but I, I think it's still about distinction. Like, you know, the, the Bible does talk about our conversation um, and what types of things are supposed to come out of our mouths. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you know, God always put certain guidelines in place so that, okay, this is the way, you know, the world acts. This is the way I want my children to act. Just so that people can can know, like, by our lifestyles, they can mark us. Yeah, they can see that there's a difference. So I think it's sometimes it's it's just a matter of preference and, and making a decision to do something so that you're not a stumbling block for somebody else. Um, instead of, I don't see it as I got to censor myself, but sometimes you might have to because you don't know who's hearing you. And that, so, that right there, yeah. I'm, what you're saying right there, it can apply. Maturity. Any, it can apply to any type of language. Like it, when we talk, yeah. let's talk about like like the more practical way. Let's let's not even talk about like as a spiritual thing or or being a believer. Like mm -hmm. as a as a person, a human being. When I enter into particular places, right, you ain't going to hear me talking like, yo, whatever. Eh, eh. Like, you're not going to hear me do that because I, I'm aware of my surroundings and I have self-control mm -hmm. with my mouth. So if if I like to me, it's just like, like, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like sometimes it'd be like, like, OK, that you could have saved that word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could have like you could have just saved it. But I understand, like, in music sometimes, you know, when you're writing and, you know, you can't find another word, 
and I'm not making excuses. Don't hear me. Don't hear me say that. I just get it as as a as a rapper. Like I understand sometimes they feel like that they can use these words, but as as in, in, as Christians, again with the distinction thing, like I, I find I don't know. I just I don't prefer it. <laughs> I don't prefer. I don't really prefer hearing it um, when I'm like. Especially if I'm listening to a Christian hip hop artist, I'm expecting a different type of, just different type of lyricism. I'm just expecting different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not yeah. ha- I'm horribly mad at you when you don't, but it's just like, eh. yeah. yeah. And and it goes back to what you know what you had said and what we had talked about in a previous show about being able to listen to this music around our kids or right. you know around certain yeah. company or whatever the case may be, and because it's a Christian artist, you think maybe I should not have, I shouldn't have to worry about this coming out when I've got my kids around or whatever. Or like I said, as a music pusher, like I've spoken of before, if I'm out doing a show, if I'm on the ones and twos, or if I'm put programming a song into a playlist or whatever the case may be, it's just the last thing I think I should have to worry about is the language uh, yeah. coming from uh, said artist. But, eh, it is what it is. We get it. We understand why you might, whatever. I'm just saying, if it's you, let it be you. If it ain't you, don't be fake about it. Don't be just doing it. Do it. And please make sure you know your surroundings. Know what's going on. Know what's around yeah. you, what's popping off. Because, again, you can t- cause another to fall, right? You can cause there to be less of a distinction. That is that is very true. That's, yeah. that's, that's my... my yeah confusion yeah like yeah the babies be like why they why they cussing that's all my baby believers like why they cussing? yeah yeah what i'm i'm confused like i thought that they they do that over there so i don't know i I haven't heard a lot of explanation um from uh artists saying why they do it or why they don't care um so i don't know i can't i can't speak for everybody but I would prefer they don't. I'd have to agree with that. I agree with that. I'm not mad at it for real, unless it's like unnecessary, because I just feel like it makes the opportunity for you to be on level ground and at the cross for all level. So rather than the air of, I don't do this, I don't do that. uh, I'm thinking about drinking. Yo, so I had never drank in my life, ever, ever. Well, I still ain't really drinking my life for real. Um, But I realized I was making it an idol more than anything. Mm. So, you know what I mean? So like, and it made me feel like I'm better than other people because I don't drink, mm. right? So like cursing can make people feel like, oh, I'm better than people because I don't cuss. So for me now, don't get me wrong, I still don't drink. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I took that I took that thing off of, yo, this doesn't make me better than anybody. Like sure. at, the, at, the, at the cross, we're all equal. For so sure. I'm not saying that I'm against Christians cussing, um, yeah. but I'm not necessarily going to promote it, but I'm not mad at you if you do it. Right, I I I feel yeah. the same. I, it's a pre- preference for me. It's like ah, I just I prefer you not to, <laughs> but it don't. Oh, yeah. I'm not bothered. I don't care. Yeah. I have no preference. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that, Corey, but then you just said you had a little bit of an issue with the MF and beautiful that Seagull. I mean that uh, Christian. Oh, one hundred percent because that's unnecessary. I'm talking about unnecessary cursing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait. Okay. So what? No, it doesn't I, make sense. No, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm trying to figure out what is okay. So, 
What's, What's unnecessary? necessary? <laughs> oh, okay. So both, okay, so watch this. So when I okay, thank you for letting me clarify this. When Christian Gray is on record, most of his Christian fan, most of his fans are Christians. He has a huge Christian fan base, right? Audience. So for you to cuss, I feel like it's unnecessary to call a girl beautiful. So I think in that context, it's unnecessary. Now, if you're doing it and you are uh, like on the block talking to your homies and you are, you know, just chilling, talking to people, whatever, whatever, like I'm cool with it. But for you to cuss unnecessarily to describe a woman's beauty, I think that's like you don't need to do that, especially when your audience is uh, mostly Christian. That's what I'm saying. So like, oh, okay. okay. There's never a reason where it's like, yo, you have to cuss in this situation. It's very necessary. Like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying it does, like, to me, I'm not going to look at you different, judge you any different because you're cursing. That's And in and, and the context outside of your fans are Christians, you have Christian music, like, it's unnecessary for you to do this. Just try to prove a point. Right. So what okay. we got to do is we got to get somebody on here that cusses on a regular. So they can, <laughs> so they can explain to us uh, what the attraction I know, is. Or what's I know the, who we I know a couple people. Yeah, I know a couple people too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yo. But uh, that's cussing Christians. Uh, let's keep the party going. Let's keep the party going here. Next topic: returning to the faith. Okay. So uh, listen, we've had a you know a lot of cats kind of falling away lately, and so it was good to see this post here uh, by your man Kid. I know he changed his name, but I'm gonna call him Kid because it's just easier for me to say. You know what I mean? And that's what I remember him from being when he was doing Christian hip hop, same team, yada yada yada. His name was Kid. You know what I mean? Uh, so he drops this verse here, of course, First Corinthians thirteen one thirteen. We are all uh, familiar with that scripture concerning love. And, um, you know, he was posting some other spots and whatever the case may be, just talking about uh, just, just, just mentioning God a little bit more and whatnot. And there seemed to be a returning of the faith of this young man who uh, several years ago decided to kind of walk away from God. Uh, it was real, real interesting to see. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about it here. What you think about what you saw? Because uh, you actually brought it up. Uh, what, you, what you thought about it, Trish? Yeah. I mean, I remember when um, he was having doubts about the Lord and, you know, it was a lot of, man, like he got hit heavy. Um, and and I, I remember specifically uh, Lavoisier had, had, had like challenged him um, and kind of made a, I don't want to say made a mockery, but it was, it was bad. It was a bad, it was a bad look. Mm. It was kind of a bad look. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a bad look when, when he announced it. Cause like Cash was just kind of challenging him and, and he was so young. He was like, I'm going to say 15. Really young. Maybe. Yeah. Um, when that happened. So, you know, I, I, I was like, I think at the time I was like, man, I'm hopeful that that God can bring him back. You know, as a young as a young person in the faith, um, you got questions. You got, you know, there's a lot going on, right? Um, am I am I lagging just a little bit? I just I'm not sure. You are just sad, but you good? Yeah. No, you're not good. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. Don't listen to Corey. You good? I'm the internet police. You good? 
Yes. You are for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Azanziv is uh, how you say his name. But um, yeah, I'm just, it was really encouraging to hear him, you know, just talking about his his need for God. Um, in the post before that, he did like a, he was rapping um, and it was like a snippet. And he was just saying how he really needed God. And, and it was just good to hear him, you know, talking about God again. And not that he, I think he does kind of mention God a little bit in some of his songs. I, I haven't heard a lot of his music, so I'm not sure. But that, you know, just those last couple posts, I, I was just really encouraged, and especially in light of so many people um, in, in Christian hip hop who have walked away, you know, like, and, and with the recent stuff going on, like, I just was like, man, like, if he, and again, we don't know for sure, like, this just, we're just speculating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it seems to be as much. Right. And if that is the case, like, I feel like it was just God's encouragement for us. Because um, I think some of us can come kind of feel hopeless um, and, and, and kind of feel disappointed and discouraged when we when you see so many people walking away from the faith. Um, and then you see somebody who walked away coming back. Like, yeah, that's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm like, like happy, excited. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely great to see. I do want to be careful, though. And I mentioned this before. Yeah. And, and we've all keep doing this. We all keep saying so many cats is falling away. So many cats is leaving the faith, but it's really not so many cats. You know what I mean? I think it's shocking to see when it's one and the True. fact that maybe it's been five in the last three years, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be, it feels like so many, um, but it's really not so many, but it is very shocking when even one does it. Uh, Seagulls, what you, what you think about uh, the, the, the tweets and, uh, possible returning in the face of your man kid. So it's important, like I was telling quote the other day, by the way, quote doesn't read any captions when he goes on Instagram. He just reads, he just looks at the pictures because apparently Instagram, Instagram is Instagram for is pictures. Only the, if I'm going to read, I go to Twitter. Let, let, let me finish. Now we know, <laughs> now Trisha, I know you know this. Yeah. Bree, I know you know this, that captions are everything. <laughs> Literally, every, people will, will not post a picture until they think of a fire caption Fact. for their picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he don't know that. Close oh, he don't I'm know looking that. for pictures, man. I'm just looking at videos and pictures on Instagram. <laughs> anyway, if you want to, you want to use words, use Twitter, use Facebook. No. So, therefore. I think the caption speaks volumes Absolutely. about where his heart is at. Yeah. The caption speaks, it, it screams at me when I first saw it because, okay, so let's, let's, I'm going to try not to preach, but let's think about the, the, the passage that he posted with 1 Corinthians 13. Now, we know that 1 Corinthians 13 is all about love. We know that's the love chapter. Listen, when I when I do weddings, I read this chapter, right? Mm -hmm. When I when I talk to people about what is love and what is love, we go to this, right? And and it's very interesting on the other side too, as well, too, that we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's what the Bible mm -hmm. says also. Mm -hmm. So if we think about this, and I feel like kid is a he knows a little something about the Bible for him to post this. And I think he understands that, hey. I was in this space when I was over here, 
But now, you know, I may have had an experience. I may have been in a place where now I'm really understanding what the love of God means. And when you understand how God loves us, even when how terrible we are, that is my reform side coming out. When you understand that, yo, God's love is going to chase me down no matter what. Like this grace that he has for us is literally irresistible. Like it's nothing that we can do. Irresistible grace? Ah, uh, okay. But the, the reckless love of God, that's more finish. charismatic. But anyway. Let me finish. <laughs> so, 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 it's literally one of the things in Tula. But go ahead. I'm, I'm, let me finish stuff. So, it's a, so it's a, it's, for me, I think he has this, he's come to this place where he's like, yo, forgive me, God. Like for everything that I said, he everything that I thought, everything that I thought wasn't real. He, I don't know what happened to him, but something happened for him to post First Corinthians 13 and then ask for forgiveness and knowing that, hey, I can get this forgiveness because God still loves me, right? And so I don't think it's coincidence that he posted that scripture with the forgive me God. Uh, and I love to see it. You love to see Christians come back to oh, the faith. Sure. Oh, you, for you, sure. You, you, you love to see you know, brothers and sisters come back into the community and the household of faith, right? So, so it's a thing of I wanted to be accepted on a on a mainstream, well, Christian hip hop mainstream audience. I don't want it to be like, oh, now you want to come back. I think about the story of the prodigal son, where Jesus was waiting, the 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 father was waiting and saw him from a mile away coming yeah. back. But the same way that his father saw him leave, is the same way he seen him come back, and he knew he was going to come back too. Cause I feel like, you know, that he gave him that stuff name. Hey, I'm going to let you mess up, but I'm going to welcome you with open arms when you come back. So it's the same thing. I feel like with my man kid where, you know, Jesus is like, yeah, I knew all this was going to happen. I knew you were going to come back type thing. And now I'm welcoming you back with open arms. And we as a CHH community should do the same. But we do have to be careful when cats are quote unquote, having their doubts or walking away because you can be so nasty when that happens. You see a lot of that, rebuke without relationship happening on social media. And, you know, it's again, one of those situations where, you know, Christians kind of get in the way of people being able to see Jesus sometimes. You know, if you've got the relationship, send a text, make a phone call. If you don't, social media, please just leave it alone. Please. Bree, what you say about this? I mean, I think I agree uh, with Corey. Like, this is classic uh, prodigal son, like that whole situation. I think people uh, are fascinated with the idea of being free and then leaving, you know, God and then going out out there discovering that, you know, out there is not always cracked up to be. And then, you know, and that's just the, the, the one thing, too, is like Jesus talking about, you know, the shepherd that has the one sheep that leaves and he goes after and pursues it. Like, that's what happens. It's like, you know, if you're receptive to that and, and you come back, awesome. Um, but I think that it's good to see that, you know, he had definitely had a change of heart because, um, you know, like we've seen a lot of people, you know, falling away, walking away, so to speak. It's, it's really good to see somebody come back. Indeed, indeed. I think we'll see think, a lot uh, more as well, too. I think we'll see a whole lot oh, more yeah. people. Oh, yeah have an experience oh, yeah. and yeah. then realize there's nothing else out there. And then you have the experience that the disciples uh, ask Jesus, where will we go? 
where will we yeah. go? You have the words of life. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. you have to realize yeah. that, yeah. hey, there's nothing on this side. All right, let me go ahead come back over here right and then you know we got to give people grace to leave and grace to come back and just hope that amen. literally god's gonna do his work yeah that's right amen that's what it is enough said there that, that was said perfectly corey um yo now what we've all been waiting for right <laughs> donda 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 listen <laughs> we've waited for so long no doubt after three or four album release parties, I mean, well, I guess officially four. We always say three because there are three big ones, but there was the one at that small church as well. Uh, but after pushback, after pushback, we finally Sunday morning, eight o'clock a.m. We got Donya from uh, from your man Kanye West, and um, whew, get your my boy, my I almost uh. I, I almost didn't go into the house of the Lord. I was trying to listen to it. You know what I mean? I was trying to listen to it before I had to go into uh, church uh, to help with worship. And I was like, dang, trying to hear this project right now. Um, but of course, Kanye West releases Donda. Um, number one, of course, on the charts. Uh, I think I think right now, almost all the songs are charting on Apple Music. I find it interesting right now that there's a lot of talk in the industry about Apple Music charts. It's just crazy how Apple continues to take territory in different places. But anyway, um, it's crazy. It's 20, what, 27 tracks on, on the album. Um, so he totally went countercultural uh, with the way things are going by dropping a, a project with 27 tracks. Uh, it's Kanye West. What are our thoughts about this? What you got to say, Bree? Well, I mean, after waiting, uh, it's, which seems like forever, I mean, I was kind of shocked. You know, I guess it was a little after 8 a.m. Sunday morning. I, I saw everybody on Twitter saying, like, okay, this is this is finally out. And I'm like, we don't want to put us all on, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I had to listen to it like the first time. It took maybe three listens to, you know, actually get through it. But I loved it. You know, I thought it I thought it was really good. Um it it's not the old Kanye that we're used to, but it still gives us, you know, his talent. It still gives us, you know, where his heart is right now. Um I I, I thought it was a good project. That's what I thought. That's what it was. Hey, I'm gonna flip it up a little bit. Trish, what's what's popping? What you think about the new Donda? Donda. It's it's funny because we were just talking about um, cursing, Christians cursing, right? And so, um, although there are there is cursing in there, um, but you know it's bleeped out, like all the cursing is bleeped out. I just really, I, I just appreciated that. <laughs> I'm just not gonna lie, because I don't think Kanye was cussing, but like all the features were cussing, and I'm. I ain't really. I don't really think with all the features. There's some some cast. I'm like, Ugh, I could. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but it's for me. For me, okay. It's the musicality. It's the. It's just the feelings that he's giving me. It's the vibe. It's the like like you know in gospel music. There's that repetition. Um, it, that repetitiveness. I I love that. Like I was here for all of that. I was here for the. The uh, I, I'm I'm so horrible with with um song names, y'all. But towards the towards the end, um, I don't know. If no child left behind. Yeah, oh, no child left behind. But then I think it's Jesus, Jesus, Lord, Part Two. 
where it's like okay. it's like this repetitive um melody repetitive like they keep repeating the same thing over and over i i'm here for it <laughs> i'm here for it it's almost like a it's a praise break like right it's it's a hip-hop praise break where it's like like i had this is where I, my hands is up and i'm just i'm in right now um it was definitely giving me that um it's I don't know, yo. Like, I feel like Kanye just had the ability to, you know, like match his voice with the music and just kind of take you, take you wherever he's trying to take you. And I'm, I'm just here for all of it. That's all I got. Speak off. All right. So. Are we gonna break down this album, or are we just gonna say we like? Are we just gonna like? You break know, it down. We can break it down. Like, are we? Because I, I feel like y'all, 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 y'all sounding like y'all just skimmed through it. Like I really nah. listened. I like, like, but y'all just gave review. Like I'm expecting like five to ten minute reviews from everybody because I'm about to go in. No, so, no like, go in. You, go I'll, in. I'll I might interrupt you a little bit, but go in. I just feel like you know y'all get y'all 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 little cute reviews. You know what I'm saying? Y'all little Yelp review <laughs> that you leave in the comments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I come along on YouTube. That's how I'm just saying. Just saying. Let me let, let me go let me be ahead, nice man. G- give us give us your blog. Right. All right. <laughs> so if you're a new Kanye fan, let's say you born you a youth group kid. You feel me? And you, you're Kanye, later. and you're and, and you're coming into Kanye West after Jesus. You have a different perspective than cats who knew Kanye, hustled, struggled Kanye, trying to get my money right. Kanye, late registration, graduation, through the wire, through, yeah, 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 totally different. Totally through different. the wire, yeah. Kanye, right? So, I'm always. Never want to hear opinions of people that know Kanye from Jesus and on. Jesus yeah. on, don't talk to me. <laughs> I want to hear opinions from graduation. I'm sorry, what's for graduation? College dropout. Like, college dropout. Yeah. And right before Jesus. Classic. Oh my gosh. You heard? You yeah. heard? So, so, so I'm listening and you. And I want to, and, and I got so much to say. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm, I'm throwing my points together. Um, if you are a fan of Kanye from College Dropout, you will not like this album. And you come to the realization on this album, Kanye is never going to rap again the way he did on College Dropout. Like you was hoping that you would get it between Jesus and here, but he's not. That Kanye's gone. No. It, it's over. He, that Kanye has been gone for albums True. before yes, he even Jesus got saved. Before he even got set, before he even started really doing that, that Kanye's been that was hungry Kanye. Well, we don't know when he got saved. Kanye. We don't know when he got saved, but that was from the uh, you know you're not gonna like this album. You're gonna say nah, this dude's tripping. We want Kanye. We want the old Kanye back. We want to rap. We want to hear him spit these bars about how he thinks he's better than us and he's fresher than us. And he's the greatest thing that ever happened in music. And if y'all don't agree, all y'all tripping. Like, we want to hear that, Kanye. For some reason, we love arrogant Kanye. Love it. <laughs> yeah. We love a good arrogant rapper. Well, actually, all rappers are arrogant. But, like, an arrogant Kanye was just different. And that's what we got from the first album into the album before Jesus. 
even though my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy was fire. Okay. It was the heartbreaks for me. It did. Uh, yeah. Really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It was heartbreak. That's what this is giving me. A bit. Okay. Of. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. So now we know we know Kanye as saved Kanye for two albums. We had Jesus King, and then we get Donda. Right. So Donda drops. And I was a little weary because I didn't know if he was still going to be a Christian. So you know Kanye goes through his phases. I love Donald Trump. I hate Donald he, Trump. He is bipolar. <laughs> he is bipolar. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking up with Kim. I love Kim again. So like we can't trust he is bipolar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't trust all the time how he feels in that moment. And I got a lot of that inside of me. That's probably why I'm single. I like girls for two seconds and I don't like you no more. You feel me? Like, so I get it. I'm not mad at him about that. I understand the struggle, yay. You feel me? But Christianity can't be one of those things that you just rock with for one album, and then I'm not a Christian anymore. So I was so happy to see he's explicitly Christian on this album. Yeah. Super happy to see that, right? Um, so you turn on the record, Donda chant. I thought it was going to be a record, but it wasn't, so I skipped it. No, Donda, 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 whatever. We get, well, not, I shouldn't say whatever. Shout out to his it mom. Weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah. So then, yep. now I could just be too deep. I could just be overlooking this. I could just be, you know, too Christian. But bruh, if jail isn't the most explicitly gospel song in the world, if that's not the gospel, I don't know. And then you finessed it and got the person who all Christians hate on the record. That part. <laughs> <laughs> that Bam. We gonna go to jail tonight. We all got felonies. We all we, there's no bail money for us. God's going to Oh, you you preach that one. You you preach that one, player. Thanks. You preach that Damn. one. I don't want to hear nobody say that Kanye is not explicitly talking about Jesus in this record. Preach. Fam. So we see, so, so now this is where the album connects the listening parties to me for this. All right. So on the record jail. Okay. So you got at the third listening party, the one in Chicago, you got Marilyn Manson on this, on the, at the crib with you. Crazy. You got like, yo, he, and I know this is cliche. Like, yo, if I take Jesus, no matter of fact, this is going to be good. Cause this is the thing Christian hip hop artists think. If I take Jesus out, I could reach more people. If I'm not a Christian rapper, I could reach more people. Kanye is crushing this whole entire theory about that. Absolutely. He is yeah. killing that. He's Absolutely. saying, like, and then you got to do like me who think, listen, I'm dope enough. You're going to love me if I'm Christian or not Christian. But we, we, we had that conversation already. So boom, we opened up with jail. You feel me? And we got Jay-Z on the joint. You know what I'm saying? And Jay-Z's versus fire as always. I liked it. I definitely enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? And Jay-Z. And Jay-Z has always had, you know, like he's obsessed with God for some reason. I don't know why, but he's obsessed, like, like he never he, he always is talking about some kind of God reference, right? So in this one, we get, you know, Moses and Aaron. And he talks about, you know, that kind of stuff. But he's always yeah, yeah. Like exactly. And Jesus. Yeah. Moses and Jesus, right? Moses and Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course we're gonna like that's normal Jay-Z. We know we're we're, we're gonna get his God complex in every song that he does. Um, but it hits harder because you have a Kanye West who you know can have an influence over Jay's life in a major way. I mean, who else is doing doing projects together with Jay? Like that Jay says, I'll only do a project with Kanye. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like he's that's not doing gorgeous. no more 
joint projects with anybody anymore. But, right. you know, he's definitely open. He said, yo, the throne is back, right? So now you got a Christian Kanye West. The throne is back. <laughs> oh, it's back. Oh, it's back. It's back, quote. You better believe that. We get watching the throne, too. He said, he said, he used the word might or he used the word maybe in, in the lyrics. He wouldn't have said it if it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm a rapper. I know how this goes. I'm a rapper. I know how this goes, right? So now you have opportunities for Jay-Z to really see what this, I feel like, Christian thing is about. And you have Marilyn Manson on there to really, like, he might ask some questions. And, you know, you why not? You got Ye up there. So I think that was something that was uh, strategic more so than this would be dope for this to happen. All right, boom. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going through all 27 tracks, so I'll just highlight Please the tracks. Don't. You heard Please. me. Please don't. Listen. <laughs> when, I, when I tell you, I listen to the album. Yeah. I listen to this album, son. All right. So let's go to um, uh, God Breathe. That was cool. I know y'all breathed on this. I know. You know what I'm saying? I thought this little chant was cool. Ye's not doing too much rapping. Okay? Let's be honest. He's not rapping too much in this joint. You know what I'm saying? And Every time that I feel like he does rap, the person like it's not good. Like, <laughs> like it's not it's not nothing memorable. It's not nothing that's like, yo, yeah, he killed that. Like, you're never gonna get on this mm -hmm. album and say, yeah, he killed that verse. There wasn't too many memorable bars on this joint. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. And that's but just that's not Kanye. Kanye. That's the features as well. No, it yeah. is Kanye. Kanye has been like Kanye can do it. He has the ability to do it. We've seen for four albums they had the ability to do it. They just for some reason, he just didn't want to rap anymore, I guess. You know what I'm saying? No, so, I'm, I don't I'm know why. saying we didn't get bars from Kanye or the features, is what I'm saying. What? The features didn't kill it? I mean, 504 didn't kill it? The locks didn't There were a couple. Out of all those features, majority of the features did not. Jay Electronica kills it. Jay Electronica kills it. Uh, Bro, there were a few funny. features that were hot. All of them were not hot. No, most majority of them were not hot. <laughs> no, I, I, I disagree. I think, I think that the, the features were better than Kanye's verses. Like the features saved some of the songs. That's probably I'm not true. saying that, that they were not. You could be very well right with that. I'm saying they were not bars. I mean, quote, it's a- Nobody was dropping jewels. No, it's not jewels. Like features can be hot without having bars. Like you don't need to have bars to to to, to have a hot feature. Okay. Well, I'm I'm specifically talking about bars. Nobody dropped bars on this joint. Jay Electronica might be the only one. There was there was somebody else I'm missing. One or you didn't two like others that I'm missing. You didn't like the Lox's verse. Jay Kiss's verse was was pretty good too. But I mean, that's all one song. That's all in the. On that, that same song. One song. You didn't like Jay Z's verse? You didn't like Jay Z's verse? I wasn't, I Jay wasn't a big fan of Jay Z's verse. Jay Z's verse was okay. I oh, expected it through the roof. You didn't like 504's verse? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm saying there's somebody I'm missing. There is one or two uh, cats that I'm missing where I'm like, oh, that, 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 they really brought something to the track. Not everybody you did. Go, you need to go listen to uh, Pure Souls again, sir. Uh, Pure, Pure Souls. Is excellent. Pure Souls is one of my favorite. You're right. That was a dope feature, dope record altogether. I so agree. Which ones didn't I'm, you like? Which which songs or which features? Which features didn't you like? 
Ah, man, the features, uh, most of the features to me were give and take. I mean, they were so replaceable. You know what I mean? If not anything, this album proved to me that Christian hip hop artists are just way better right now when it comes to mute, when it comes to just lyricism than mainstream artists. Mainstream yeah, artists right now are way too wavy, and I love a good wave, but they're so wavy that they no longer have bars. I don't, I think we've gone beyond bars. Like, we don't have to have bars to be, to be good. Like, you don't have to, it's more about what you're saying. Say something. Bars. But, but, but I'm saying, not, not everybody is even saying something. It's one thing to have bars. It's one thing to say something. I'm telling you, we didn't sometimes get bars, and we didn't sometimes get people actually even saying nothing. But surface level, level stuff. But I think they I, all care. Cool. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt your, your review real quick, and then we'll come back to you, right? And so love the project. I, I love the project. But I love the project because I got what I expected out of the project. I expected musicality. I expected great production. I expected catchy hooks. I expected beautiful instrumentation. And I got all of that. What I did not expect is bars. What I didn't expect is people saying things remotely deep or really having something to really say. I didn't expect that. And I didn't give that, which means I'm very happy with the project. It is a beautiful project, so many catchy tunes, so much great production and, um, and um, melodic uh, just, just tones to it. It was beautiful. I think Kanye did an absolutely wonderful job with this project. I particularly enjoy Hurricane. I would. I'm a radio head. So just commercially, I loved hearing The weekend and Lil Baby on that track. Um, so definitely shouts out to Hurricane. I enjoyed Praise God. Um, the feature on Praise God wasn't the greatest, but I enjoyed um, uh, Kanye's uh, flow on Praise God. It was real, real, real nice. Um, let's see else. What else? Remote Control is a beast. I feel like so much more could have been done with Remote Control, but Remote Control is, is just beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful track right there. Um, let's see here. Jesus is Lord is nice. Um, of course, New Again with the little Chris Brown. I know Chris Brown is upset that obviously there must have been a verse or something that, that he had in it that didn't get really any shine. Uh, but hearing Chris on the hook or whatever was kind of cool um, on New Again. Uh, shoot. What was the joint with the, uh, the Lauryn Hill uh the Lauren Hill sample. Which track was oh, that? Lauren Hill sample. I'm not sure which track it was, but yeah. Believe what about. I say. Believe what I say. Believe what I say. Yep. Cool. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I had a real boom, 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 boom. had a real commercial vibe to it. So of course I enjoyed that as well. Um, let's see here. Lord, I need you. We'll talk about breathe out and know a little bit later. Uh, that was a dope joint right there. Pure souls, as you mentioned earlier. Beautiful track, Pure Souls. Uh, matter of fact, y'all, I really enjoyed the second half of the album. I enjoyed the whole album. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the whole joint. I can push it on and just let it go. I really can't. But the second half of the album does something for me. Just really just, I could start it right about uh, Lord, I Need You, and I could just rock out the next seven songs, and it, and it, it just it takes me somewhere. I enjoy that uh, really, really a lot. So, 
Yo, I, I love this track. I don't understand what people were talking about. I think or people that don't like it, which isn't a whole lot of people, but there are people that don't like it. I think they came for the wrong thing. They came for chicken and they got, you know, they got Cheddar Bay biscuits. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they upset because they came for chicken. That is the reason why people, some people don't appreciate or like this album. Beautifully done by Kanye. Again, I loved it. Seagoss, back to you. So initially, I don't like it. I haven't listened to it enough. I haven't been able to digest it enough. But initially, I, as a whole, I don't like it. I like some songs, but I, I like it for different reasons because the features are better, I feel like, than Kanye is doing. And I don't think that's good if that's if this is supposed to be your album. Your features shouldn't be better than you. Also, I don't like it. Um, well, initially, I don't like it because we want. I want to hear more Kanye. I'm listening to a Kanye album to hear Kanye rap and to hear Kanye, you know, pop his stuff. And I didn't think he did enough about that uh, or enough with that. Um, so, but I'm not saying that I'm not leaving room for me to like it later. But right now, it's like a six out of ten for me. Um, and I think that maybe later as I grow into it, I may like it better, but it's more, but I do like it for, I think the impact that it's going to have in the culture. So it's a 10 out of 10 for that, for me, because, you know, first and foremost, I'm a Christian. So I like what he's doing, um, putting Jesus on the main stage and putting Jesus on the platform and reaching other people, um, that are, you know, that are on his level. So I, I love it for that. But the music of it, I only like a few songs right now. But like I said, it could definitely grow up. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, now, like I said, man, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful drink. It's funny to hear, you know, the Chris Browns and the Soldier Boys and uh, many other cats, of course, mad because they, 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 they parts got cut or whatever the case may be. Did you hear that Soldier Boy drink? Nah. Oh, my goodness, man. He had the nerve. He had the nerve to, um, to, to actually post his verse online. <laughs> don't you know the internet is undefeated? Don't you know these people don't care? Yeah, you know, man, they they dogged the mess out of that verse. It was like, man, Kanye did you a favor by not putting that verse on the train. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's it was hilarious. absolutely crazy, man. Oh my goodness. But that's um funny. But no, I, I really enjoyed the project because it met my expectation. Like I said, I think a lot of cats came for some college dropout Kanye bars. Nope. Didn't expect it. <laughs> didn't get it. So I was okay. Because I didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Right, right, um, right. I feel that. But it showed me a lot of things. It really did. Like I said, I, I really see, I really, like, imagine this, imagine this album take all the mainstream features out and put in some of your top tier Christian hip hop artists. You trying to tell me this ain't a banging album with that? Nah, cause not everybody could do it. I was listening to Taylor Gray's podcast about this joint I, last night. I, I didn't they were say like, everybody, Yo, obviously could everybody could not do it. Obviously yeah, but everybody everybody's favorite, but everybody's favorite is different. My favorites could do it. Well, actually no, they couldn't. Like, like I couldn't hear truth on this record. I couldn't hear, Swoop? Yeah, no, Swoop for sure. I said truth. I couldn't hear. Swoop could kill this. Andy could kill this. Lecrae is such no. a Lecrae is such a uh, uh, chameleon that he could get in. No, um, not seeing it. 
Yes. You're, you're, what, how? How are you? How? How? These on, these, these, on these verses record, were nothing. These verses no, were yeah. absolutely nothing. Nope. I give you swoop. I give you a foggy raw on here. I give you a one K few could do good on this joint. Um. I think now there's more, but there's plenty of more. I'm not saying everybody could do it. I'm just saying the ones you name wouldn't fit on it. <laughs> for what we got on whatever, yeah, whatever. Uh, for what we got on these features, they were not. These features were not memorable. These yes, they were. were not. <sighs> name five memorable features on this project. Jenny Kiss said, "I don't even count the." Well, he he said he said I don't count the bag. I just no. I yeah. I don't I don't count the cash because I know the weight of the bag. Yeah, that's yes. fire. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Again, you're talking about one song still. You're still talking about one song where, of course, Jada and Jay Electronica they killed that joint. They killed that joint. You're right. That song. Give me some other songs and some other features that really really came through. I like Jay Z's verse. Okay. I like Jay's versus Fire. Um, I like the baby's verse on Jill, the remix, not the remix, but the, 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 the second part. And I, 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 I don't even I, like the baby. Yeah, I like the baby's transparency. You know, I, I like the fact that Kanye put the baby on in the midst of your boy being canceled. Yeah. I appreciate that he had him at the concert because you can't cancel Kanye. So I appreciate right. that he had him at the concert. In the midst of him being canceled, he put him on the album as to say, look, I'm gonna look out for dude even when you ain't. I appreciate that. Um, and I always like a little baby verse. Oh baby yeah, I always, always love a little baby verse. Always love a little baby verse. So I'm right there with that. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, little little baby has been impressing me uh, for the last uh, for like at least the last year or so. So uh, that's what I'm saying. That you disagreed with me for like four songs. <laughs> No, I didn't. If you think I did, that's fine. But I didn't. You named you just two said, or yeah, three. you're right. I like that. I just you named Lil Baby, and you said you agree with that. Jada Kiss. I told you, you I loved Hurricane. I already told you I loved Hurricane. You said Jada Kiss. You said yep. Jay Z. You you agreed with the Lil Baby joint though. I said Jay Z was okay. The Baby joint was part two of the Jail joint. I just liked it for a reason. I liked it because of what he was going through at the time. It don't matter why you liked it. You said that you didn't like the features, and then you said you did like the features. Listen, there are certain features that are worth having on there. That's not meaning that they were extremely memorable, but most of the features were oh, not memorable. extremely memorable. Most gotcha, of them gotcha. were not. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So. So that's what it is. Yo, we really want to talk about this um, situation also. There's so many different spider webs that flee off of the, uh, uh, off of the uh, Kanye West project. The Brie Babineau joint. Um, matter of fact, is, is Tasha on Brie? Uh, Brie? Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Please, please get Tasha in here uh, so we could talk about this here. Um, appreciate you joining us, Tasha, right here on the Pacemakers Podcast. Um, again, we want to kind of dive into this Brie Babineau to give you guys some background. Brie Babineau, she did some ad libs on Tone's Make Me Over, and she put it on YouTube, and it went bonkers. It went crazy. This is years ago. This is what got her discovered. This is what 
her claim to fame. This is what put her on. All right. She used Tony's joint and she got put on. Well, Kanye's producers, they sampled one of Bree's vocals from the YouTube video that she got put on from when she was singing Make Me Over, one of her ad-libs, they took that and they sampled that and they used that throughout the song. I think it was the song, um, what is it called? Lord, uh, let's see here, Lord, I Need You. And um, and it's the whole wrap, wrap your arms around me joint. Uh, Lord, I need you to wrap your arms around me. Dun, 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 dun. That joint. Anyway, it's fire. It's it's a fire track, but cats were hollering at Bree like, "Yo, Bree, you on the Kanye West joint?" And Bree was like, "I'm on the Kanye West joint. I ain't know nothing about it. I don't know what's going on about this joint." Um, so of course the comment section was really really wild as people were like, "Yo, Kanye needs to pay Bree. Kanye needs to put Bree. You know, he needs to fix that." And I'm like, "Yo, it's probably one of Kanye's producers." And and come to find out, Tone responds. Tone is like, look, Kanye came and saw me because it was my track. The same way you didn't ask me to cover my track and it put you on, Kanye didn't ask you. He came to me because it was my track. <laughs> so anyway, it's been kind of a, a little bit confusion there on whether or not we is really owed something for this project or whether or not, you know, charge it to the game, whatever the case may be. We did go ahead and bring uh, Tasha on the line here by way of Trisha. And uh, Tasha is a lawyer. So um, I know when to shut up and, uh, and let the lawyer speak. And I'm going to do that right now. Thank you, Tasha, for uh, being with us here on the Tastemakers Podcast. Thank you for having me. Listen, when I tell y'all... I can hear you guys. Perfect. It's a slight delay. Cool beans. It's all you, Tasha. Let us let us know what you've heard, what you thought, what you think regarding uh, this uh, sample usage, and uh, yeah, just talk to us. Really interesting situation, right? So. Um, I practice um, family and civil law. Civil includes entertainment and just whatever somebody wants to sue someone for that I <laughs> find interesting. But uh, the, the bulk of my work outside of litigating family cases is entertainment contracting, advising, you know, bands, artists. You know, I've worked with locals. I've worked with people you've heard on the radio. And I've been doing this for uh, just over 12 years. When this all came out, it was very tasty, you know, the intersection between music, which I love, particularly gospel music, particularly hip hop, Christian hip hop. And then you have it with a legal issue. It was just, it was just all the things. So I uh, quickly, uh, I think, I think uh, it was Trisha was you that put my attention to the story. And they were really going in online. So I went to see everything for myself. I had to check it all out for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Tony's, you know, Make Me Over, which I haven't heard in years. Uh, I looked at the YouTube clip. And I also discussed this with um, 
my entertainment law mentor, uh, Ira Abrams, who, I mean, is just a giant in the field. He's represented people you've listened to, your mama's listened to, and you probably listen to right now. So we, we had to talk about it, and we, we came to the same conclusion. And this is just us bouncing around our thoughts, right? Yeah. Because when things end up in a court of law, they can go either way. You know, it's not always very predictable and the decision can be right or it can be wrong, but let's go over the principles involved, right? So we're talking about copyright. And at bottom, a copyright is a bundle of rights, or I like to think of it as a bouquet. When they were teaching us copyright, they called it a bundle of sticks, but that's, you know, that's not cute. It's a bouquet of rights, right? Six in particular. <laughs> so, what we're looking at right now is the right to um, display or uh, digitally perform the music because um, you have a performance right and then you have a digital performance right amongst those rights, okay? You have rights to uh, distribute, you have rights to reproduce, you have rights to um, create a derivative work and, and so on and so forth. And what a lot of people don't understand is that copyright involves two sides of a coin, okay? So one side you're protecting is the actual song itself, the, the actual artistic work or what they call the composition. The other side is the sound recording, right? Because, I mean, I could write a song but and record it twice, and those two recordings are not the same thing. Right. So we have to look at this discussion in those two veins at times. Now, I wanna, I'm, I'm tempted to jump to my conclusion, but I'm gonna walk us through it, okay? So let's start, like, let's take it chronologically, right? First thing to happen was Tony writes this song. He performs it, it's his, he owns it, we know that, everything is clear there, right? So he is the owner of the six sticks, or he's the owner of the bouquet. Uh, now we have um, right? Brie comes onto uh, YouTube. She's covering the song. And you know, it's a common practice. Everybody does it. And she puts it in the description. Hey, it's not my song. This is who wrote it. This is who it belongs to. Blah, blah, blah. Now, yep. even though this is something that's commonly allowed, technically, <laughs> it's an infringement because you are performing the song. Mm -hmm. And only the owner has the right, right to publicly perform the song. But again, a lot of people, you know, they overlook it. Nobody wants to be that guy, you know, uh, chasing everybody all over YouTube saying, hey, don't sing that. So, and then, and then um, I don't know what happened at the beginning. When I watched her video today, it seemed to be monetized. Eh, but what? <laughs> originally, it seemed like it was not. So that's a whole other thing. So what what is this, right? It, it, this is the question it came down to for, for my mentor and I. What is her performance? Is it a derivative work, right? A derivative work is um, a, a composition. I don't want to just say song. It's a song here, but we're talking about, I mean, copyright covers all types of art. So, so a derivative work is something that takes the original and then builds on that. Right. So it's tempting to say that this is derivative, but 
that is one of, again, one of the flowers in the bouquet. You know, as far as uh, Miss Slay let us know, she did not contact him, you know, for anything, right? So if you want to call it a derivative, she still got an issue. And if you want to call it, um, if you want to call it a performance, she has an issue there because now you, I've heard, I've heard some people, and even I initially brought up the issue of, well, listen, could she have obtained a mechanical license um, to perform the song? It's one of those things some of us about who are a little more, you know, legally savvy. If you want to cover somebody's song, a mechanical license is basic. A license is permission, basically. So. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing here is, this is a video, this is a YouTube clip, right? Mechanical licenses do not apply to audiovisual video, uh, mm. audio representations of the work. That's where you're going really into sync rights. Um, mm. And so none of that's been covered here, right? Huh. Like, right. What made it interesting for me, because I mean, I want to see everybody win, right? We all want to see everybody eat. But what made this so interesting is that the part now, moving later on in the timeline, that Kanye uh, puts in his song does not appear in Tone's song. Very so true. if you're looking at this, and, and one thing uh, they told us in law school is law is counterintuitive. It's not always going to run <laughs> concurrent with common sense um, or what you might think is fair or right. And I think this is the situation is a good example of that because I mean, Tony did not like that part. However, you know, this is not the YouTube video is not a video of Bree singing, hey y'all, I'm just freestyling. She claimed to have been singing his song and then, you know, put a little you know, zhuzh on it or whatever you want to call it. She put some uvo on it. <laughs> so at any rate, you have you have her singing flourishes or ad-libs to his song, mm -hmm. right? So that is Bree's problem right there. Now, what, what makes this even sexier as a legal issue is I'm not even clear on whether Kanye used the audio from the actual video, which would be a sample, right? That's the, the, the sound recording side, okay? Mm -hmm. Which would be a sample. Or I've heard it said that he has had his own seeing what she sang in the video exactly as she sang it. Mm -hmm. And ha having um, listened to Lord I Need You, it, either way, I mean, even in her post on IG, she posted, who does that sound like to you? So mm -hmm. I don't even think he does, right? Right. Because yeah. that would answer to one of the doors I would say she has left to really be in the picture is, you know, well, is this her voice? Now, if this is her voice and, and things like that, that we're outside of copyright law at that point and we're in something different, right? That's that's a different tort. That's a different type of civil wrong, right? But if it's not her voice, you know, that really, that really undercuts her, her place being at the table. So if it's not her voice, well, we're still talking about, well, are these her words, Tasha? I mean, these words were not in Tony's song. Yeah, but she, by her 
own account, by her own admission, by her own description on the YouTube video, she was yeah. not singing her song. She was singing right. his. Now, it is completely possible that if this ended up in arbitration or court of law, a judge might say, okay, well, you know what? This doesn't be the original song. It's her original material. Um, it's an unauthorized derivative work. Either way, she's infringing on B. Slade. Either way, she has infringed on him. <laughs> whether mm. you consider the video a derivative, whether you consider it a, a performance for which she should have obtained a mechanical license. Any way you slice it, if you consider it something for which she should have obtained a sync license, either way, she has infringed. Okay, Miss Slade told us in no uncertain terms that he got no call from Brie. So, <laughs> so if that is the case, if that is the case that whatever she did, however it can be classified legally, it is infringing on Tony's work, then Kanye was right to reach out to him for the clearance, which I'm hearing he did. You know, I, I would love to see. And in a way, I mean, Brie is getting the recognition for for her rendition because when everybody heard it, they automatically thought her. Exactly. And I think this is the temptation sometimes when I'm discussing copyright, when I'm discussing intellectual property in general, right? Um, we tend sometimes to, fix, uh, to, to mix up the nature of copyright law with trademark law, right? Copyright is not about what makes a person or their business instantly recognizable. Copyright's not about that. That is trademark law. And you really don't even get into trademark law unless you're talking about um, identifying a business. So here we're dealing with two private individuals about an artistic work, about you know a, comp a composition. So I would hate to see the saints get in court together, but I love reading case law. Um, <laughs> so it really doesn't have much to go on. Would I be surprised if a judge decided in another way? No, but there is a lot more working for Tone than there is for her. Either way, Kanye, you know, he did his CYA. Indeed, indeed. Whew. <laughs> that is a lot there, but you, you heard it from... It's a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you heard it from a lawyer, and that's what we wanted to do. Tasha, thank you so much uh, for blessing us with your knowledge and your wisdom concerning this kind of thing and, uh, and letting us know how this might play out. We definitely appreciate you uh, for taking your time out and joining us here on the Tastemakers Podcast. Thank you. So let's talk about it. Bree Babineau, Tony. Yeah. Uh, some people yeah. don't know. Uh, uh, I want to clarify. She kept saying Tone, then she would say B. Slade, then she would say Tone. Tone and B. Slade are the same person. So y'all know that. That's why she used those interchangeably. Um, but yes, you can't listen to the Brie Babineau ad lib and listen to Kanye's joint and you know exactly where it comes from and what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. It looks like it sounds like they might have re-recorded it. But ultimately, uh, Corey, what you think about this right here? Yo, like, where did, so, who do you think Kanye heard when he wanted to sample it? Like, do you think he said he heard Brie Babineau sing it, or do you think he heard B. Slade sing it? Well, of course. Brie Slade never sung it. He never sung the part that was sampled. That was Brie. Right. Brie singing to Tone's song, 
she heard something. I mean, and that's what actually makes it so crazy is this is ushered out of her spirit. What, what okay, she did, she was gotcha. she was worshiping the Tone's song, and then she started kind of this little part where she freestyled. And gotcha, it's the and that's what he said. That's being that's being used. Ah, uh, oh yeah, then she wins. Then it's over. It's a wrap. And she's not even singing. Wait, wait, wait. Something that he didn't sing. I feel like he should be good. Like, or she should be good. Like, there should be no kind of problem. Well, here's the thing, though. It sounds like they re-recorded her part. They re-recorded it, so it's actually more of a male's voice you hear singing it. Oh, you know they I mean? re-recorded like Kanye re-recorded it. Yeah, his people re-recorded it, so it's not it's not her voice that you hear. Right, right, they right. Took but her likeness her... and they re-recorded it. Oh yeah, she 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 still should get a check. <laughs> yeah, well, here's here's my thought process concerning it. I think she should get a check. And I think that's simply because there's enough money to go around. I mean, everybody, and somebody can get some of Kanye's money. You know what I mean? So yeah, she should get a check. What really touches me about this situation is that ad lib came out of that girl. You feel what I'm right. saying? Like that ad lib, like when you hear her sing that joint, she leaves Tone's song and she starts to riff on her own. And that came out of her gut. That came out of her spirit. You know what I mean? Uh, that yeah. ad lib. And it was beautiful. Um, and that put her on. That made her, that got her her deal. That her, got, you know, that made her who she is today is yeah. doing that off of Tone's song. Um, but even as Tasha had said, look, she's not in the quote unquote right either because she never got from uh, permission from Tone to really even cover the song on YouTube. But people cover songs every day. And like Tasha right. said, nobody wants to be that guy chasing behind everybody on that. So she kind of infringed legally, she infringed. And then theoretically, she might be kind of being infringed upon now. You know what I mean? I think she should get a check just simply because, hey, there's enough money to go around. And that joint came out of her gut. That came out of her spirit. That was I was her crying out to the Lord. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. what you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that? What you think about the whole situation? Yeah, it's crazy because um, I was just going to add to this that she she commercially released the song um, without his permission as well. She did. It's on Spotify. It is on Spotify. Yes. What? <laughs> so, yeah. Whoa. I didn't know that. I, I saw that he had tweeted that. Um, Beastly had tweeted that. <laughs> Quote shot. I, I said, oh, I said, wait. So he said he never got permission from, uh, he never got anybody asking from, from her label, from her lawyer, nobody. So that's problematic as well. But he didn't do nothing about it because he, obviously he's known about that for a while because it, it was released. That was one of her first releases. It was like way yeah. back in 2018 or something like that. So, you know, it's interesting that he didn't do anything about it, but now he's talking about it in light of her. But it's like, I I I get what you're saying. It's like, bruh, like that came out of her. That's all her words. That's all her melody. Like it wasn't, but but at the same time, I know Kanye did use the music. There's you can still hear a sample can of his you? music. You can Tone's music. Yes, in the which is the reason why he went to Tone A for the clearance. 
exactly. But it's just Ooh. the lyrics. It's the sound, like the lyrics that that's what's different. So I feel like he, I feel like Kanye, the right thing to do to me should have been him contacting Brie and saying, hey, can we just use this sample? Like, just to get her permission and to get her okay and to include her to like at least have her know that we're taking a sample of your original uh, uh, melody and words and putting it on my album. Even if it is, even if legally she's in the wrong, which I'm sure she didn't think about right at the time, um, it still would have just been, I feel like the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me. That's my opinion. Uh, What's up, Brina? Brina, what you got? I mean, I I agree. I think she should get a check too. But I mean, it still opens up the conversation though regarding intellectual property and digital performances. Like, you know, I wonder if this has an impact on you know covers that are on YouTube going forward. Like, I don't think we've ever considered a situation like this before. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah. It's so unique. That is what's up. It, mm-hmm. it is. It really is. Because we've never seen a cover being sampled. Or I guess that's still the question. Like, was it sampled? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just a great area. Like, we, we don't really know. Technically not. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he sampled stuff off of, like, Instagram before. Like that. that yeah. um, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That, that little kid, that little girl doing that. He sampled yeah. that. I don't know if he got permission. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but it's kind of different because it wasn't like she was talking over music that wasn't hers. So that's right. Different. So, yeah. I don't know. Woo! I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you would think at the end of the day, like I said, Kanye got enough money. As he says in the, in the album, he's got enough money to give everybody in the world a dollar, right? So he got enough money to stroke Brie Babineau a check for her inspiration on that track. Yo! It has been fun, guys. It has been a long night. Um, of course, we thank everybody for tuning in to the Tastemakers podcast. We thank definitely Tasha for stopping by and blessing us with that uh, legal information or the legal side of things with it. Uh, but with that being said, my name is Quote. I'm here with Trisha, Seagoff, Brina, and we are here. My name is Light Skin Corey. <laughs> thank you guys for watching the Tastemakers pod. See you guys next week. Peace.